Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of the eagle eye podcast today we're going to be talking all things club america we've got that extra week in and rec- getting ready for the tercer jornada as you guys already know if you guys followed us and if you guys are up to date with everything club america you guys would be more than well aware that our game against Querétaro was postponed we'll talk about a little bit of that and everything going on Uh, on in the world of Las Aguilas de la America. Diego Valdez, is he staying? Is he going? A lot of rumors circulating on that front uh, on that front fort. And then, um, well, just plenty more news ahead. And joining me today, as always, is none other than my very own California resident, Chris. How are you, my friend? Good, good. Annoyed of what happened for that Querétaro game. But other than that, you know, good. Staying hydrated in this summer, California summer, you know, a lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. It really depends on how you you feel in the in, in indoors. But yeah, feeling good, brother. I am 100% on the hate the weather. I hate it when it gets hot over yeah, here. I'm with you. I'm with so. you. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Um, let's just talk a little bit about this frustration that you had, because it wasn't not you. It was many Americanistas that felt the same way, especially seeing as how we wanted to see the man himself, Julian Quinones, get back onto the pitch and, you know, debut with America. So uh, obviously news broke out. I want to say, what was it, Friday last week that the America game was going to be postponed due to the fact that the Querétaro pitch was going to be uh just not sustainable was not going to be ready at all to host a match and then you know pictures started leaking out and that pitch was in terrible i mean terrible conditions um but you think that this is potentially a blessing in disguise i mean do you think that this is potentially a a good thing for jardinet thinking that he is another week with this team to try to work out you know a game style a plan to integrate his tactics and his philosophy on them Or do you think that this might hinder us and say, you know, we need as much game time as we can in order to catch up with the rest of the teams? To me, it's hard to really say because, because uh, let, let, let's look at it from Hardiness' uh, perspective, right? He didn't really have a, a preseason. So a lot of people look at that, look at that and say, that's the reason we lost, right? The first game. And then you see the, the the friendly we had, and we lose that game too. So it's maybe from from that perspective, people are looking at it like, you know what? If there's that, we kind of get a, a week a week off, kind of from a official game. But at the same time, you move this game back, and Banos came out and said, our like our goal is to be in the final of the league's cup, right? So. There's going to be a lot of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of weeks where you're going to have short weeks, and this might make it worse for us, you know. So it, it's hard to really say. I guess it really depends on how how uh, prepared our players are going to be. But I don't know, man. I, I guess for me, it is a good thing that Hadine could could uh, put his his uh, his style right for another week and kind of get that. That that understanding from its from its players and and maybe that's what we need, you know. I agree. I think that this could potentially be that blessing in disguise. Um, we definitely need to kind of find that formation, kind of find that philosophy, that tactical uh, kind of awareness that he wants to instill into this institution. Um, But of course, there's still a lot of alarming concerns. The fact that we still don't have all our players from the Gold Cup. Um, we're still, you know, missing a couple of key players there. And then the fact that, you know, this game gets canceled, you're thinking to yourself, okay, America finds a way to kind of, you know, quote unquote, get a friendly match with Atlante. You go and you lose that game one to zero. 
now you're starting to think, okay, should we start thinking like, is this too much for Jardine or should we not read too much into this friendly? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you give it much mind because from what I read, it was one of those things where first half is one team, second half is another. You hear, you know, Valdez situation where we're going to get into that yeah, he was sick. And then you hear, uh, Yun was playing as an attacking midfielder. And like I said, one half was one team, another half was another. And then you hear, you know, that you don't have a complete squad, right? So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, what can we really get from this? That our academy isn't as good as a second. You know, it's, we didn't even see the clips. I don't know if there was even clips out there. So we don't even know what exactly to highlight. But one would probably say, oh, our academy players are just horrible and, 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 and they're not good enough to compete with an Atlanta team. You know, maybe that's the case, or maybe it's one of those things where it's like, they didn't even try. Right. Cause I do, I know, I know that Quinones did score, but they, they took, a, took away his goal. And I don't know, it's hard to say because we didn't see clips, but I, I personally won't st- stress on it. You know, I'm trying to be on the same boat as you, and I don't want to kind of overthink about it because I'm I'm sure this game was one of those games where Harlene tried to implement kind of new things. I mean, you mentioned it right, Layun in the in the camp position just kind of seems odd. You don't really ever see that ever, not even in FIFA. So I I think he was just trying to f- maybe see a couple of players, not necessarily see the whole squad, but maybe see a couple of players that will potentially fit in key different areas and different positions. Um, and hopefully, you know, this friendly was exactly what Hardina needed to see. And hopefully it kind of also highlights a little bit of what this squad is still lacking in, in regards to depth, you know, because like you mentioned, if, if the academy players were out there and they lost this game, then it's striking concern as well, because, you know, if that's the case and they lose the game against Juarez and then they lose a friendly against Atlante in their own backyard, again, showing worrisome signs of the academy. But like you mentioned, probably not something to kind of hinder too much about because like we mentioned a lot of moving pieces in regards to that and then also i think last minute you know you get a game against atlante big whoop and then um as long as you get some rhythm i think that was the most important part and i think exactly that's what this team was looking for and how did they absolutely got it um well let's talk about news because the news kept coming out of guapa non-stop keeps going non-stop um the biggest alarm like we mentioned was the fact that Diego Valdez did not train for i think what almost a week now he was training today as of a recording today on tuesday but i mean alarming concern did is he, that he played the game against the uh, water no. right he did. oh yeah he played against Juarez, of course yeah okay so it's probably less than than a week if anything it was probably a couple two three days no three four at most but yeah because they did so they played on friday and then they started training again I believe, well, obviously the following day, but they do recovery training. And then I believe Sunday. Yeah, they. I don't know if they got a day off during the week, but I, I know that he stopped training around, I want to say Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the, and, the, the picture that came out where he was, yeah. you know, right away you thought Mark Chassin, right, when he found out he was getting, he was leaving. Uh, it, it comes out, they're saying that he had uh, stomach issues, right? Some someone said that it was uh, discomfort, right? So it, it kind of mixed news in a way, but but they're saying that it's just rumors, and there's I guess teams are having talks or approaching America, but there hasn't been an offer. And and honestly, it's I think it's hard to see uh, America selling, if I'm being honest. With you. Yeah, I saw a couple of reports from different people kind of all saying the same thing. Um, I think they even spoke to his agent and they said that, yeah, there are teams kind of out there asking for him, but nothing official as a bid so far to the club. So, I mean, unless they actually start putting some money down, I don't think America's going to start kind of entering into that negotiation process. Um, and then as far as his illness goes, I did think that it was kind of truish. I, I saw that some reports said that he was even taken to the hospital at one point. Um, nothing too crazy, Araujo, right? But it's today. But Araujo was right. taken today. I think but this was also taken prior, but nothing like it was just like a checkup. Yeah. But um 
Which is possible, right? If one got sick and then another teammate got sick, it's possible that there was a virus in Coapa and they're just feeding them the <laughs> the they're just undercooking their meat. I seen someone say, Do they not give them vitamins? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the, they do. The, the way the way they commented on that, it was just hilarious. Like, do they not give them vitamins? Like, why are they sick? <laughs> I, th- I think we used up all our um our vitamin funds for the Quinones deal. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> hey, um, I mean, we're going to talk more on the rumors where they're saying that there's other players that are on our way. So maybe the Quinones deal didn't take away all the vitamins. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see once things start becoming more concrete. But Diego Valdez is back in training. Uh, America posted. It's, I think America, uh, the the content manager, like the social media manager was very much saying, like posted a picture of the and saying, here you guys go. Like, don't worry. He's good. He's fine. He's staying kind of saying, you know, so, yeah. uh, the does back in training. looks like everything's back to normal. So he should be good to go for the game against Puebla. Um, the aforementioned, uh, Nestor Araujo probably maybe won't be featuring against Puebla. We'll have to wait and see, but, um, uh, reports coming out that he's also out to to is it the same injury so my understanding hold, hold up let me check real quick because if i'm not mistaken his was uh breathing issues right oh that's right. that's right that's right he yeah had an infection yeah correct so uh players f- dropping like flies in guapa right now first it's diego valdez now it's in the although i think i heard someone say uh, that was a christian in the in the group chat saying you know like relieved that he was not gonna be featuring uh, potentially yeah. against Puebla, which we know he has been a liability, but still, you know, don't want to wish anyone any harm whatsoever. But uh, yeah, he was taken to the hospital. Um, so they're checking him out. I think we'll get a status update by tomorrow as to see, you know, how severe it, it is and whether or not, you know, we'll have him to kind of think about it, to putting him in the squad. Other than that, um, I think that's kind of all the news we have on Nestor Arajo. Yeah, that that's all. You know, uh, we wish them well, right? You never, even if you just can't stand the player, you never wish anything bad on them, you know? So hopefully everything ends up good with him and it's next man up. You know, if it's Emilio Lara, a lot of us have high hopes that he could be that starting uh, center back. Well, if it's him, that's his opportunity. I mean, it's not him. It'll be interesting to see if there's another academy player, you know, because I don't, I don't think there's any veteran that they could put out there right so it would have to be another academy player and like i said next man up and wish them the best absolutely and and like i said another blessing in disguise as as terrible as this might sound it could be potentially giving the kind of paving the way for emilio lara to go and step up into that center back position which we all know that's his natural position so imagine he comes in steps in has a really good game against puebla then potentially kind of things. Okay, maybe I can think about him more as a starter rather than as kind of uh, a depth guy. So, and and can Lara and as long as from what I remember, he hasn't had a bad game as a center back. So hopefully, you know, he finds his rhythm. It, he doesn't get ruined in in the way that he had to play another position and kind of got the habit of the other position, which happens a lot to players. You know, once they start being moved around. But to me, like, hopefully he does good because that's where his hype came from, right? I had a, I seen someone say, isn't it crazy that his first start in league was against Quinones and he held it down, you know, and now he has to train against them every single day in, in Coapa. So, you know, like, hopefully he, he balls out and he ends up being the starter for the rest of the season. I agree. And, you know, he caught a lot of our intention. So I'm just, you know, fingers crossed that he can continue to be that kind of that guy that we want him to be. So um, that's the injury update. As far as I have here on my notes, I don't think there's anyone else out in regards to injury. Everyone that is available should be available. Um, Well, Naveda, I guess, right? Technically. Well, I mean, yeah, technically. Because so, I, I seen that he was out for a couple, and Esteban Lozano also, which is an academy player, but you do imagine that as of right now he might be competing as a second striker, right? No, yeah, definitely. I I, I think the same, but 
from from I'm more or less talking about the people that we had available in the first one another. Yeah, um, which I think would be the con- the people that are going to be contending. So, as as far as that goes, that's pretty much all all we have in regards to updates. Um, transfers. I know that there has been a lot of talk in the America Twitterverse that America is not done with uh, the transfer market. Apparently, there might be one, which I could possibly see potentially two signings coming in. I don't really think that we'll see a second one, but uh give me um give me give me an update on what you've heard on your end chris what, what what's it looking like for america in this transfer window so right now for america news it's very weird and i'm sure if christian was here he would he would agree with me that it's very weird because you're you're seeing these like fan accounts get these rumors right which is not that weird if they live in the area right because they might have connections but they're kind of the ones spreading a lot of these news and then other reporters are kind of giving the cosign but i'm we're hearing a lot of omar campos right which a, a lot i've seen a lot of america fans not necessarily hyped for that signing and a brazilian center back named nino which to, from what i'm hearing he's just like i guess they've had talk but omar campos is the one that seems at least from a rumor perspective the closest and I'll give Gibran Araje a, a shout out for this because uh, he does a, a live sh- uh, lives on Instagram here and there, right? And about four months ago, five months ago, he he said it. He said Americas has has had talks with Santos, and Santos is saying, "Look, if we're not able to sell to Europe, we would love to send him to you guys where he can make that next jump." My understanding is Omar Campos is kind of holding back, doesn't really want to come. I, I've heard, uh, ru- or not rumors, but I've been told that he's a former academy player that rejected America twice because he, he left to Santos and tried to come back and he got accepted. And th- that's what I've been told. I guess there's a video out there of his dad saying that. I haven't seen it, but I, I was told that. So, you know, I don't know how the fan base would feel from hearing that, you know, but. I don't know. That signing would be very weird to me. I think, I think you're kind of betting on the attack again a lot more of, than the defense. And to me, if you're going to kind of gamble on stuff like that, I think a lot of us have been knocking on the door for Mauricio Reyes to get a chance, and that would be where I would kind of be bummed out. Yeah, no, I I think that there's some academy players that have showcased that they're capable of kind of stepping up at the moment. Um, Reyes being specifically the one that I think we all can agree on. Um, it, it kind of looks like America's pushing towards a different direction, which I mean, understandably speaking, I mean, if the academy players showcased what they showcased against Juarez, can you imagine? There's got to be a little bit less trust in in um, the directives in regards to making sure that they're capable of kind of helping the team reach its objective goal, which is obviously winning the title. So if Omar Campos comes, I mean, I'm not too hyped. I'm not too thrilled about it either, but it's a welcome addition. If he does add a little bit more than what we already have, let's face it. We have a Luis Fuentes that is on his last legs. Can't really think that he's going to be able to go the full kind of season on, in, on high gear. You eventually expect his form to dip just naturally because of the age. Um, and, Chava Reyes has already showcased that he is not the most reliable person. You know, unfortunately, that signing has gone sideways. So you need kind of a new direction. And if Harina thinks that that's the appropriate signing, then by all means necessary. Um, this whole Nino thing, I, I don't know if it'll pick up any, you know, tread. But as of right now, I think I saw it one time and then it's kind of died down from there. It's it's kind of not grown as much as people would expect it to have grown. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe sometimes, like we kind of say, no news is sometimes good news. So we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, if if America was to make the uh, addition of Omar Campos and, you know, would you say it's the best transfer window we've had in a lot of years? Oh, easily, man. I, I, don't, I don't think we've, under Banos, I can't think of a... Of a transfer windows like that I, I don't think people like to me nino is what we need in that center back uh 
back line. Like that's that's exactly what we need. We need a one. He's young, right? He's twenty six, which very young. And and then he's he's in his team, which Marcelo plays. He's the captain, and like I, I follow the guy. I ended up following because I'm like, oh, man. sometimes they give you hints of like, oh, they're gonna sign with a certain team. And and for for me, like I see Marcelo like hyping him up in the comments, and I'm just like, man, like I need that in America. I need someone that's a respected center back, right? Because we haven't had that since Paulo Aguilar, in my opinion. And and that was a horrible. Getting rid of him was horrible. That was a regretful move. I know we went to the winning titles, but just we need someone like that. We need a center back that is is viewed as a leader. Know, from veterans, from youngsters, from the coach, and to me, that 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 would just be a perfect signing. I agree. I, th- I think he would be an addition that is more than welcomed. And if we can potentially get that done, then um, I think these whole hashtag photo baños will definitely stop, and then maybe come back if we don't win the league. But still, I mean, he's done his part in that sense. Um, I think it's been so far so good, a transfer window. And if you can continuously go on about it and make it an even better transfer window by adding at least that that leadership that you're talking about, because I do think we lack that um, in and around the pitch. But if you can get that done, I mean, by all means, you know, it, it, it'd be absolutely perfect. So hopefully, hopefully we're able to get something concrete and done. Uh, obviously, the transfer window is still ways away from closing. So, like I said, America can get the job done, and it could be a baño special, leaving it to the last minute. But hopefully, America is capable of getting getting things done in a timely manner, you know. And I guess it helps a lot that League's Cup is in between to kind of help bridge, you know, that time period. Yeah, but, man. Um, uh, oh, continue. No, 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 go for it. No, I'm just saying, like. League's Cup is also uh, like a thing that ultimately what what Bobanos is building up is for League's Cup and for next year's Champions League, right? And yeah. and I think you and I kind of said that early on, like we needed to have a strong transfer window for that, you know. And so far, so good, right? And hopefully, we do win League and League's Cup too. Even though for me, League's Cup is a is a friendly tournament like for me it's not something that i'm gonna lose sleep on if we don't win it but either way like it's it, it's a you go you you go into the next round right with a win and i think for us it's just perfect it take any advantage that we could get and next year's champions league right so we're gonna have players already in the system you know, already in, in, understanding each other even more. So, and then you just add more pieces, you know, and we should be able to win that too. No matter the, the, the format and it's more difficult now or whatever, you know, we have to be, we have to be in, in that big world cup of clubs. Like we just have to because the exposure and everything is going to be perfect for us. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's kind of the, same hotel, right? America can play in any minimal competition and the expectation is always the highest, right? Win at any cost because it's the institution, it's the, you know, culture that we represent. And I guess, uh, obviously, Banos knows it and then hopefully Harine and the the team knows it as well because as much as we say that this league's cup is going to help kind of be the preseason tournament that, uh, you know, uh, sorry, excuse me, Harine was unable to get, you still have that added weight of, okay, we have to find what works for us, but at the same time, make sure we get results in order to catapult us to the next stage and the following stage until you get to that final. Um, and League's Cup is just, what, a week away? Well, almost a week away, like two. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens here, but we'll talk more League's Cup next week. Once we got start getting closer to the day, uh, to our first game against uh, Saint uh, Saint Louis, right? I believe, I isn't it? Yeah, Saint Louis, and then it's Columbus yep. Crew. Then Columbus. There we go. But uh, also, just an update. I just saw this quickly too. Um, Capista Rodriguez has finished. I guess it's his first month of recovery. Um, so he's going on the right track. 
he still has, you know, I think another two months to go. So he's still going to be out for quite a while. But again, it helps that you get that League's Cup bridge to get him back at a much faster pace and not so late into the season. So good news on the Cabecita f- uh, forefront right there, you know? And it's, it'll be interesting how they view him at, right? Is he a nine? Is he a winger? One of the things that I was not necessarily hoping for, but if Valdez were to be sold, right? Kind of had to force a four four two just based off the talent around because you don't have another ten, you know. Like, and, and I don't think they're gonna go and look for another ten in the market. I think it's just one of those things where you're just okay changes in the formation. And it would have been interesting to see what they do with Cabecita. Do they put them as a left mid, or do they put them as a backup, or com- you know compete for that for a ninth spot? Right. I think him and. Quinones would be deadly. I think Henry and, and Quinones would be deadly. And I think Cabrita and, and, and Henry would also be deadly. It, it'll be a very interesting thing if that were to happen. But I'm like I said, I'm not expecting Valdez to leave. So it is still interesting where they end up putting him. Whether they put him on the wing or they put him uh, next to, uh, or on the, in the nine, you know, whether competing with Henry or competing with Quinones on the wing. I agree. I, I I do think that's kind of an interesting kind of hypothesis to see exactly where what that America kind of striker duo would look like. And I think that's maybe why I was not so upset with the rumors of Diego Valdez leaving. Obviously, I've mentioned this time and time again. When Diego Valdez is on his day, this America attack is practically uh so the fact that, you know, we have this capacity with Diego Valdez on the pitch. Obviously, losing him is a big loss, but it kind of forces our hand and maybe potentially puts us in a better position just because of the players we have, right? You mentioned that we don't have another center attacking mid, another 10 that can create the way that he does. And a lot of people would say, well, why won't you put Fidalgo right there? Or why won't you put Sendejas right there? But that's just not... That's good, but but then, like, I don't know. I've I seen that they played Los Suarez in the, in the office. Just, you look at the, 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 the cast that we have, right? The... the the player, you don't really like if you if you take off Valdez, the best formation you have is either a five three two or a four four two, right? And it's most likely going to be a four four two. Yeah, and I agree, and I think that would be interesting. And I mean, it's kind of old school, and you don't really see it nowadays four four twos. Um, but I would have loved to gone and see that four four two. I think that this could have potentially been a good thing for America. But not to say that, obviously, I won't buy this out of the team. Of course not. He adds a lot and brings a lot to us. And if you can keep him, great. He's got the capability of being an amazing player this season. But also losing him, I don't think would have been the end of the world for us. So it's kind of it's kind of a weird situation to put yourself into. But it's ultimately, I don't want to say a win-win. It is crazy the narrative that, that uh, people changed on Valdez. I don't know if you remember early last season, they were booing him. Oh yeah, no. Very, very similar to Henry Martin, right? Where they're doing bad and they're just they, everyone just hates them. They do good and everyone loves them, which is cool, you know. Like it's like prop, right? You're, you're doing a good job, but it is it is funny that I saw a lot of people freaking out, saying, "How can you get rid of them? This is our offense, this and that." And like I'm with you, like I don't think you lose sleep because you're you're still capable of having to be off. Obviously, you don't have that you like that 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 that. Thing that we are used to, right? Last season, but it is it's not necessarily something that, like, oh, well, our offense is going to be bottom of the league now because of it. Like, it's still going to be a very good offense with or without him. And let's also remember, you know, that was last season. Things have to be different this season because last season was under a different management, right? This is a new manager. We have to understand that there's going to be a different playing style that we can't just get so accustomed to copy and pasting what we did last season into this season and thinking that it's going to work under a new manager. I don't, that's not necessarily how things go. So I think losing Diego Valdez is not the end of the world. Uh, if anything, I think maybe could be beneficial for America in the attack because you kind of have to adapt to something different and Harine has played the 4-2, four, four so might even play to his benefit. But still, you know, it's not, not the end of the world if he leaves, but happy that he stays is where I'm kind of at yeah, right yeah. now. 
Yeah, I'm with I'm with you 100. Well, um, if that is the case, and I don't think you have any more updates on your end, do you? Uh, the Naveda one we can already touch, right? He's officially back on the squad. Uh, AJ's boy Fernando Tapia is going on loan to Querétaro, six months with an option to buy. So if he does good, good chance he stays over there. If he does bad, he's back. I guess you know. And that's it. I I believe that's it. Yeah, I saw the Fernando Tapia stuff too. Um broke yesterday right it's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting if he even gets game time they don't have a keeper um, so it's pretty much oh they don't no that's what? another issue why they, uh, he's injured oh well, well, he's not even oh, okay. there i think it was it's ali sent but he got oh, no, yeah, yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right he yeah and and he's out for six months they didn't have a keeper that's another reason why uh the game got postponed because uh, the league didn't allow us to play it in La Azteca and Querétaro didn't want to because they don't have a keeper. Conspiracy, right? I guess you could simply say, oh, they did this all on, pur- on purpose, but... No, I heard I heard, I heard. the biggest conspiracy, this one kind of made me laugh, the biggest comp- conspiracy that uh, the reason why America did not play against Querétaro was because Emilio Escarga pulled some strings around and said, no, I don't want my team to play. I want them to have an extra week of rest so we can get our players back to full fitness and be ready. Um, and potentially, and, and then this was the, the rumor that, you know, USA would lose and, and Mexico would lose and we would have our gold club players back at Coapa ready for the game against Puebla. That's the craziest the, conspiracy the, theory the, right on Twitter. so funny, bro. Like, I don't want to give them this platform or anything, but it's, it's I seen some of these takes and it's just like, like yeah, we 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 saw the future and we were able to like, no, we were gonna lose against Juarez. <laughs> like, come on, bro. oh, oh like, yeah, <laughs> like come on, bro. Like, if anything, this does is worse for us because the whole, the rest of the league gets better informed because in order to get better, you need to play official games, you need to get into these competitive games, like. You think of friendly against Atlante got us into better form? Like we lost that game too. Like you know, like it doesn't it doesn't get us in the. We need to play real games, meaningful games, in order to get better. Like if anything, the rest of the league got one step ahead of us, and we're stayed back. That's the way I. See. Yeah, no, I I see it the same way too because I was seeing this weekend and I was like, great, I got nothing to watch. And I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll sit back and watch a couple of games, but I would check the scoreline. And on, on some of these games, and I was just thinking, okay. And I would think to myself, this sucks. Like all these teams, you know, these these higher up teams, the teams that are going to be competing, like you know, like like Chivas is back on their form and everything and stuff like that. And I'm just like, we're kind of sitting dead at the bottom of the table because we weren't unable to play. And of course, it it the the Juarez result even stings a little bit more now because we weren't able to kind of rinse that bad taste out of our mouths this weekend against Querétaro. So it. It is frustrating, and I think there's too much optimism sometimes in, in, in the America Twitter uh, Twitterverse because I've seen that before, right? I even talked about it last week when we reviewed the game against Juarez. A lot of people were saying, okay, don't worry, guys. We lost our first game last time we won a title, you know, kind of insinuating that the 14th is coming. I'm and not a fan of that either. Like, it, to me, it's just kind of like, it feels very Cruz Azul-like, if that makes sense. Like, you're, 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 you're creating bad luck. Uh, maybe I'm being very uh, was that word uh, pessimist? No, no, no. It's uh, my my brain went blink right now. But point is, like, it just feels like you 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 create this like if it doesn't happen, like you did all this math for no reason. You know, it's like what's the point? Like, like I don't no, like I it's like it's like when we sent Kevin Alvarez. So oh, I did it too. Uh, that's my fault. But it's like oh, uh, foggy lot, right? We signed a, a a black South American player. Oh, that's Chucho Benitez. Like, bro, why are we doing this? Like, you know, like it's just. I'm telling I you, know. I think it's just it's it's just a way for people to grasp on to hope. And I think that's the one thing a lot of people are having hope for the best, and sometimes that maybe blinds us and makes us sound a little bit more far fetched from reality than it yeah. actually is. But I guess that's the beauty of sports. To, to be it's honest. not just us. It's everyone that we're being honest. No, of course, but, no, of course. I just see some of these takes, and it's like there is some people that are like very serious. Like, oh, the line, like the stars are lining up because this and this and that. Like, okay, bro. Like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, oh man, I don't know if you'd ever, if you ever remembered this, but so Televisa would sometimes, it was a couple of years ago, um, I'm going to say maybe 10 years ago or so, maybe a little bit older, they would go and they would interview witches, right? Oh, yeah. They did it with yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 I remember so it, it reminds me of that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It, I don't know, bro. I, I guess and there was a couple of times that, yeah, there was a couple of times that they would interview. And I think one time, and maybe was it the 2013, I think it was the 2013 final that America won against Cruz Azul. And that, oh, you know, they obviously they had interviewed a witch and, uh, you know, the Brujo said, or was it a Brujo? Yeah. I think it was a Brujo. Bruja. He said, said a Bruja. Win. Cruz Azul yeah, that win. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. They did a whole segment. I don't even remember, bro, but they did a whole segment about how or Cruz Azul trains that is right next to a cemetery and this and that. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, all that, dude, but. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> there's a reason why Televisa was prime television at one point. Because who, who in their right mind was like, you know what, let's let's go interview a so-and-so witch to kind of, you know, appease the public. I, I just, I, I don't know. I think it was weird. Um, but it kind of gives me that type of vibes when people start kind of, you know, connecting the dots and the stars and the stratosphere and all this stuff. Like, let's just, let's just focus on what America can do. And that's yeah. proving to Every team is everyone. Different. You can't really judge yeah. them. I think someone also do that with Cider. The last time that we had a stacked offense and we focused on signing anything but offense, we didn't win anything. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it, it goes like, both ways. It goes both ways. They didn't win when we, we signed Benedetto, uh, uh, Quintero and all Peralta, the players. Yeah, 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 they're like, look, we focused on it, on all the offense and the the back, the midfield and the back was just horrible. We didn't win anything, and everyone in the comments was just like, yeah, like Peirano and this and that. I was just like, bro. Well, I'll, I'll say this much: I don't think we've had a Peirano signing yet in 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 this transfer window. So I think we're on the right foot. Maybe it was the Peirano signing that tipped us over. Yeah, I mean, maybe Naveda's going to be hard. He's an academy player, so it wouldn't really so count. No, I mean, yeah, no, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, Twitter can sometimes be a little crazy. And uh, Threads is getting up there, too. So. I didn't download that. <laughs> so you no. won't catch me there. So uh, you won't catch Chris. But you can catch me and Dylan on Threads. We love Threads. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's fun. It's simple. It's basically Twitter on a new, different platform. Uh, we got the Eagle Eye podcast on there as well. So make sure you guys go follow us on the threads. Same uh, user handle at Eagle Eye podcast. So keep you guys up to date on that platform as well. Um, so, yeah, we're just we're just here to hear all the crazy takes on every social media platform possible. Because I've heard some crazy ones on on TikTok, too. Some of the ones you sent me, too. So. It's. Uh, I guess it's. Media, it's yeah, it's the, it's the craziness of social media and the mm-hmm. fandom of sports all mixed together. So, well, I mean, with that out of the way, uh, I guess the only thing left to talk about now is America versus Puebla. This should be an interesting one. This should be a fun one. And obviously we're at home again, which I think is kind of another blessing in disguise. We can kind of get a do-over in front of our fans. Obviously it's not so much a do-over because it is the tercer jornada, but Second game coming into this one for our team. What are you expecting from Harinet in, in this game around, specifically speaking, Chris? I don't know, man. It's hard to have expectations because we've only had one official game. Obviously, the, 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 the right answer is win, right? I expect us to win. But from a playing style it's it, we have to be offensive we have to finish our opportunities uh we're facing a puebla that just lost to santos if i'm not mistaken three two if i'm not mistaken that was their last game and and to me it just says no matter if henry's not there sendeja's not there Gavita's not there you still have to go out there and score these goals because that's how uh wealthy this offense is right this is how much value this offense has that we do have that depth that you could sim- sit here and say we're comfortable with having uh, Ryan Rodriguez, uh, Valdez, Quinones, Leo Suarez out there and still expect big numbers, right? So for me, it's going to be one of those things where maybe it does get ugly in, in the in the back, right? Maybe it does get ugly with Oscar Jimenez and or some other defense. 
but either way, like we have to, we have to uh, score these goals because our offense is exactly that. You know, our offense is explosive and it is high scoring. It sucks that we don't have Fidalgo back, right? His his suspension was supposed to be over for that Querétaro game, but because he suspended it, he has to play. He can't play this following game and. To me, it that that's the part that kind of sucks for me because, like, like I said after that Juarez game, you know, you make the subs and you put in all these youngsters, and they're the reason why we lose. And hopefully that doesn't happen. But I do see a, a situation where Ardina has to trust them, right? And as a coach, you want them to, tr- to be trusted, right? To have that trust from that coach. And let's just hope that there's no errors because we're going to be sitting here again bashing the academy and that's one of the last things you kind of want to do because it's not you know because they don't have a big contract it's just you wish them the best and you just don't want to bash them just just because uh opportunities that they throw away you know no i agree 100 percent agree with that and so it'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on all of that and and kind of see whether or not this team is capable of erasing the past stuff i mean the erase the mistakes of the past from the first jornada and capitalize on the second one because you mentioned that this could be another opportunity for these youngsters to come in and step in and hopefully because i know they're on social media i'm sure they kind of saw the backlash that they got so hopefully they're you know they have a thorn in on in their side and they're trying to kind of take it out and showcase that they're they are capable of playing for this institution so we'll see but um I was checking the, the time because I was Google's kind of crazy. Google saying that we we're playing at Puebla. Then I was checking my FOTMOB app and saying that we're playing at home. I just had to double check for a second because I was like, wait, what's going on here? But yeah, we'll uh, play at home. Yeah, we're, we're playing at home. I, I don't know why yeah. Google's all sideways. Uh, six. But yeah, 6 p.m. Our Pacific time. time. Yeah. yeah. 6 p.m. Pacific uh, Pacific time, 8 Central, 9 Eastern. That's going to be on through the end. And don't worry about having to catch this game on VIX guys um and then of course that's going to be uh at the Estadio Azteca as we just mentioned right now uh we'll keep you guys up to date with everything in regards to that matchup and we'll get you guys caught up with everything leading up to that game we know we still got a couple of days before we actually get to Saturday but it'll be an interesting one starting 11 prediction I'm thinking we're going to go with this obviously we have to have Oscar in goal as much as we don't want to hear that uh, on the right Kevin Alvarez on the left I, I know Miguel Ayun played there but I'm thinking we might see a Luis Fuentes there I just I, I just don't think he's going to revert to trying to kind of mix and match things and and as much as Layun has tried to convince him and as much as Layun showcased that he can potentially still play that left back role I think Karine will probably opt for someone that's more accustomed to that being their natural position. So we're going with Fuentes on the left. In the center-back partnership, if Nestor Rajo is not ready to go, I think it's going to be Cáceres with Lara. And then uh, in the midfield, unfortunately, we mentioned no Fidalgo. Unfortunately, it is what it is. But you're going to have Richard Sanchez, Jonathan Dos Santos. On the right, Leo Suarez. On the left, Brian Rodriguez. In that center attacking mid role, it's going to be Diego Valdez up top, the one, the only Quinones, which I think is a much, much better debut because he's going to be able to do it at the Azteca in front of our fans. And imagine how the stadium would erupt if and when he does get his goal. Do you want me to give you a, a, a bold prediction on who's going to start? Yeah, no, go for it. Go for it. I think in the left back position, we're going to see an academy play. And it's going to be Ralph. I can't pronounce that. Orkin? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. Orkin. That's my bold prediction. I think I think seeing Layun start there last game, right? And then seeing hearing that we didn't see, right? We heard that he started as an attacking midfielder for that Atlanta game tells me that left back spot is open. And there's rumors right now on Twitter saying that Omar Campos is is a is a Close deal, right? I was gonna say that later on, but they're saying that I I could see Fuentes, but I do feel like maybe they give an academy player that shot for this for this game. That is very bold, uh, and and I'll tell you why is because I think 
you would think that he would want to give someone that's a little bit more veteran in that position and not having to experiment. But I guess if you are going to experiment, it would be early on in this stage of the season. Yeah. Even though a lot of us would argue that, you know, don't, one. yeah. And and you, you can't really do too much experimenting when you're the America coach, you kind of have to get it right from the beginning. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I, I would welcome this Ralph Orkin uh, kind of swap for Luis Fuentes if he's capable to kind of showcase and, and do what we expect him to do, you know, and then he could potentially raise his hand as a, as a potential starter. Then maybe America doesn't need to kind of fully line up um, Omar Campos, right? And maybe you focus on bringing in that center back that we also kind of mentioned that America needs more than anything yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just think it like I, like you said, it's a, it's a good opportunity. And I just think like you, if I like you starts in the left back position, it kind of tells you more about the room than than anything. You know, like you you resign Fuentes, you say no to Chavarez joining Leon, which like Ramon came out publicly and said that they looked into him and Linus, Mauro Linus. So to me, if you don't start Fuentes and you don't start Chavarez, but you do start Layun there again, it tells you a lot about the room. And and for me, if there's already doubts, I I think it's it's a bold, like I said, it's a bold uh, opinion. It's a high chance it doesn't happen, but I could see it. I do think it's a possibility. You do see uh, these youngsters get these opportunities in any team early on in the season, right? So I could see him getting that 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 opportunity. And well, let's hope he does get it, and hopefully he's able to take advantage of it and not waste it like you know his other teammates have. Yeah. And we'll have to wait and see whether or not that comes to fruition. Um, but that's kind of what we're all expecting. I mean, starting eleven wise, obviously the big guys and every everybody's going to be paying attention to Quinones and what he's capable of doing in America Jersey pressures on. And I think he understands that from the get go, obviously, right. It's kind of gives you a breath of fresh air to think, okay, he scored against Atlanta, regardless of whether or not it was ruled on or off. He's fine in the back of the net. So you're thinking now, can he reproduce that at the Sayusteca in front of the fans against a team that we know likes to come in and complicate things for us whenever they can. It's not going to be an easy task. I mean, I get it. He's Puebla's 15th. They've played two games tied against Tigres. I think that's something to highlight. And then obviously went toe to toe with uh, Santos losing three to two in that, uh, in that matchup. So I, I think they have something to prove themselves. It's not going to be an easy game. We've said it again. And we said it in, in the game against Juarez. These teams come out and purposely play their best football against us. So you know that this is, Gonna kind of be a repeat of the Juarez game. You know that Puebla's gonna try to take it to you when they can. I do expect us to be in in hold of the possession as much possible, but it's like you mentioned, Chris, in this type of game, you need to expect them to take their chances. You can't give yourself the luxury of doing what you did against Juarez and, and missing two, three chances that could, could potentially kill the game, right? Score your early goal like you did against Juarez and continuously go and score more goals. I think this fan base wants to wash away what happened against Juarez. And the only way you do that is by winning by an excess of three, four, even five goals. And I know that might be ludicrous to say at the moment, Chris, but to be honest, I think that's the only way that will actually drop the whole Juarez situation. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's because one of those things where it's like, like I could see Puebla and even, I won't say they won't show up. Like you said, it, these are the type of games where teams show up. But let's say they don't, and we win one zero, and it's it's kind of a BS type of goal. Uh, people are gonna have alarms setting up right away. You know, they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna go off. And me personally, I won't really necessarily trip on that, but I do think the fan base will. You know, and it's one of those things where if they really want to make a statement, they have to make it early, and they have to look great right they got to get the fan base hyped up because like i said earlier we have a couple players missing you know but when it comes to the to the attack like it's still you where would you rank this attack without henry sandejas uh cabecita 
in, in the entire league? Where were you ranked? Maybe maybe fourth best. And it's still top five, right? It's still top yeah. five. So so the expectations is still go out there and score a lot of goals. Don't miss on these opportunities because if we're gonna go off from the Juarez game, I wasn't here uh, going off on on Roman Martinez, right? Quinones doesn't have the same excuses if there's any, right? Oh no, absolutely. There's no, on anybody on that attack, there's no excuses on them for missing those type of shots. People will sit here and say, Ron Martinez is an academy player. He's just not ready. It's cool. It happened. These other guys are getting paid a lot of money and they've shown out. So they have to go out there and score. And like you said, top top four without Henry Martin, without Sendejas, without, without Cabecita, that's still very impressive. You know, and you would only imagine we're saying top one, right? Number one with all of them. So. And probably with a gap, you know? So we have to go out there and show Puebla, you know? I understand this, this, the game isn't just on the attack, but if you have opportunities, you can't miss them. And that's the expectation from a lot of them. No, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you brought it up in that context because I was going to say this as well. You know, if America does end up winning 1-0 with a kind of lacklustrous performance, you're thinking, well, this is another Sol- Solari era kind of start exactly. you know and and you kind of don't want to see that we were maybe a little bit too overprivileged with the Tano era where we were scoring goals we were looking amazing and of course that's kind of what this institution wants to continue to build up upon and like i mentioned it's not gonna be the same thing as you know kind of copy and paste but Jardine is a little bit in the hot seat i don't want to say that it's fuming yet and i don't want to say that it's overheating but it's starting to boil just a little bit because if you can't get the overwhelming result that you need to showcase against Puebla, and it's not, and let's just say you do win one zero, but it's the most impressive one zero performance we've seen. That's a whole different story. But it's you have to you have to stamp an authority onto this team, and you have to stamp your kind of fingerprint, and and we need to see and showcase exactly what it is. I get it. It's still too early, and he hasn't had a full preseason. Granted, he had an extra week of practice, and maybe that's going to do some good. And, and I know as Americanistas and, and, and this institution, we want everything like yesterday, and, and, and sometimes that could be a negative and, and might hinder some of these uh, people that come into the institution to kind of maybe not work at a suitable pace, but that's just the way it is. So, Karine, as much as, and Chris is probably going to be upset that I'm saying this, but a lot of people are going to look at this and start criticizing him on whether the, whether or not he does a good job or a bad job against Puebla. And I think that he needs to understand that, not play around too much with the substitutions, not play around too much with the starting 11, get, feel the best that you can, go out there and perform. Like we mentioned, score a couple goals, kill off the game. If the scoreline is two to one, if the scoreline is seven to one, as long as we score goals, look good, and play good, that's a whole different story. And and I'll I'll add to this. I think, let's say we were, we're, it's another situation like Juarez, right? That we put in academy players and they're the ones that cost us the game. I don't think the blame will be on him necessarily. He will get some blame because obviously you're the one that has this trust on them, right? On these academy players. But then I think we will have this uh, this uh, narrative on who the coaches are in the academy, right? You put in Diego Cervantes, if I'm not mistaken. And who was the guy before him? Before Tano? Wasn't it some guy that came from like Villarreal? Was it not Alfredo Tena? Am I mistaken? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, the, the main guy, yeah, yeah, it was Tena. Yeah, it was Tena. Right. So I think more people are going to start talking about that. I don't know if, if you agree with that, but I do think people are going to say these academy players are not ready to die for the, for the badge that they were born in. It has to be because someone in there is not representing the club, right? And if we're going to go from symbols, right? A friend as a symbol, if you're comparing him to Diego Cervantes, well, there's a big issue, you know, and I don't that, know if you've seen Herman, Herman Villas. Tonight, yeah. yeah, and I don't know if you've seen Herman Villas' uh, quote on the academy. 
about how they should feel offended that America is looking to sign other people's youngsters instead of the academy, giving academy players a chance. Well, you know, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of maybe not a lot a lot maybe not even immediately, but there's gonna be talks about what are we doing with the academy and why is there not bigger symbols, bigger uh, icons from the club in there putting the philosophy on these players. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that there's um, there's a discussion to be had there and whether or not that's going to, you know, take traction after Puebla, we'll have to wait and see. But again, it, first things, you kind of keep taking a step forward in, in, in the direction that you want to go to. So hopefully that is the case. Um, well, I guess the only thing left to do is predict what, what the scoreline is going to be, Chris. What's uh what's your prediction for Saturday? I'm gonna go with the two one, just like I did with the Querétaro game. Obviously they didn't play it, but I still feel like that. I do think it's gonna be a Diego Valdez Quinones situation. And that, like I said last time, I don't trust Oscar Jimenez, you know, like someone said uh if if uh Tapia didn't play in that national team tournament, maybe he gets an opportunity. Who knows, right? I do know that the next guy, the next academy player, does get a lot of praises. So maybe if Oscar Jimenez does bad, maybe this youngster gets an opportunity. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know, but but I do. I just don't trust Oscar Jimenez, and I think me and you feel the same way. I know there's some people that were kind of bothered by how much we blamed him last season, but. Just, just how we feel, or how I feel. I can't speak for you, but that's just how I, exactly I feel. I just don't trust them. He's just Armando Navarrete, part two. I agree, I, and, and I think we've kind of had this discussion before him too. So I think everyone knows that we're on the same boat in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go, and, and I want to be optimistic here. I want to go three-one America. Um, it's gotta be a Quinones goal. I mean, I'd love a Quinones hat trick. Can you imagine what the... Oh my god, bro. <laughs> the tabloids would say. That would be amazing if it's a hat trick, because I'm still gonna stick with the 2-1. I could see a 3-1, because I do think, like I said, I do praise the offense a lot, but I'm gonna go 2-1. I do think it's one of those games where it feels like a preseason. No, oh, yeah, I agree. Because it kind of still is preseason for this America side, unfortunately. So, well, we'll see what happens. But uh, hopefully people show up at the Azteca. And uh, hopefully all of you guys are able to catch this game. If not, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter and Threads. We'll keep you guys up to date with as much as we can in this situation. Um, and stay indoors if you can. Because it's going to be a hot weekend, Chris. It's going to be over 100 degrees over yeah. here with us. Yep. I mean, Dylan was probably, was probably laughing at us saying, oh, look, he just complained. You don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we don't, but hey, as far as uh, California weather goes, it's going to be a hot one this weekend. So make sure you guys stay in uh, in a very cool environment if possible. Um, but with that said, I think that's pretty much it in regards to Las Aguilas de la América. We talked about the, the cancellation of the game against Querétaro, the you know updates and news in regards to the players around Coapa and some transfer rumors. And then we talked Puebla. Uh, any last words before we kind of wrap it up here, Chris? No, that's not much. Just like you said, everyone stay hydrated. And hopefully we could get some good news on the defense as well, you know? Absolutely. We'll see what happens. But uh, with that said, we just kind of want to say thank you to all of you guys. We'll be back next week to talk all things Club America and get you guys closer to that Leagues Club clash against St. Louis. So um, with that said, thank you so much, Chris, for coming out, talking all things Club America. As always, it's a pleasure, man. I'm always here, brother. Whenever you guys need me, I will be on here talking. And even if the listeners don't like me, <laughs> which I, I I don't know if they do or not, but I'm always going to be. Here. <laughs> we're going to add. A, we're going to make a poll on Twitter just to kind of see where where you where your like liking status is at. Yeah, you guys like Chris? Yes or no? <laughs> we'll see. No, I'm sure they do. They, they they appreciate you just as much as we appreciate you, man. So thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you as well. Thank you so much. I hope you guys like our new intro and kind of uh, get 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 the ball rolling with that as well. New season, new intro, new players, and hopefully a new title to come as well. All right. With that said, you guys have a wonderful time. Take care, and as always. Arriba en América. Good night.
Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 